you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL podcast. Next week's 1051 club meeting has been moved to 1055. <laughs> Unacceptable. From the Chris Wesley podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Heroes here. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, and I kid you not, got another <laughs> screenshot uh, today um, from the woman to my right of her GPS navigation. And what does it say? Exactly 1051, 1051 club. Every time, forever. every Moore. week. How it's so it? consistent at this point. No matter what time I try to leave my house, every time I do leave, Same. I'm arriving at 1051. I oh, love all the do. nicknames that you have, but the woman to my right is my new favorite. Yeah. <laughs> What's I'm, I'm going to be asked to be fonted that way. Tell me the lie. Uh, yes, yes. We. This was our... For the third time in two weeks, because of Mark, we had picture day this morning. Yes. I think it's a blessing. I mean, the butterfly effect of Cess Dog going to see his dentist named Crentist is still affecting the entire crew. took my son to the dentist. I'd, I myself didn't just schedule a dentist appointment out of thin air during a foot like a shoot. No. Mark, I'm loving this look. It's giving a little Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like it's like mm. I'm I like to have fun. I can party. I'm gonna go to an island, but I'm also here for business and I love it. You, you I, would I, think that that's a compliment. No, it there's is. a lot of things really going like through it. Right no, it's like I, it's no, super fun. No, like I literally was like trying to imagine a period of my adult existence where I less wanted like official photos that are going into the company, you know, photo bank apparently, um, for all time. Like of me no, it was it. even more ominous. It was, these photos need to be taken for marketing reasons. What is that? Why is that I, ominous? I, I don't, it's marketing. What does that mean? I don't know. Like, it's I, so all-encompassing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it'll have the same breadth as our last pictures, which I um, feel like didn't have a lot of pop. Can't remember them making a big impact in Greg going in down the lives. has no meaning. Nothing so, matters. Again, so. yeah. Did you do prom photo style? I do like the we Mark. Did a beca- lot. Mark became the change he wanted to see. For years on this show, he complained about male fashion, and now he's leading the way. Everybody eventually That's it right there. turns. I thought our photographer was very encouraging. I'd I'd say that she kept yeah. telling us Daddy we looked great. great. It was obviously it was great. There's always a fit. through line too. Like when all of a sudden a grown man's fashion changes, there's usually something. <laughs> Or someone behind it. Mm. Well, we've seen that on the show multiple times. Just Levi, when he shows up, that that is a timeline changer. I love Levi. Yeah. I suggested because we did a group shot and I said, I know what's going to happen here. Greg's going to do the Greg outfit, mm-hmm. which is like bomber jacket and T-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's not a bomber jacket. And then, and then Mark is going to do the Mark outfit, which is like Oxford collared shirt and blazer. And then whatever I wear is going to make the other person... You know, standalone. So if I do something Greggy, like Mark is all of a sudden looking too stuffy, if I do the same thing as Mark, then Greggy's, you know, look at me, I'm the side of Walgreens, I'm the cool guy of the group. So I had to reach out to the group and say, maybe we should coordinate to be 
similarly casual. Yeah, but or typically you did up. it after we were already here. Amazing. That's right. the most damn thing that's ever happened. Right. What? What? <laughs> By then it's too late. We were already here. What do you mean? You said the 30 minutes before we got there. Greg and I understand we that have you have to drive further. You yes. have an immense responsibility. Yes. Uh, we understand that. And yes. you fulfilled it today with your questions. And Levi is here. I'm looking at him right now. Oh my God. Uh, He's in the studio. But live. he wasn't used. Yeah. No. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick Flamingo album. I'm into it. I like <laughs> it. I Everyone it up, should just so. feel comfortable in oh, what th- they were. Greg, wear. once again, right? God, it's so good to have Greg here. Life coach. <laughs> if only Greg could always be around. I just mean. To if- tell us the way things should be seen. It's just and the my way opinion. To feel. Okay, well, we me- all have different opinions. You, you, uh, you sent it while we were on the way here, though. At that point, it's too late. If, I would have changed. If Tugboat could have just showed up as Tugboat, what right, would yeah. he have worn? Would you have gone in a different direction? I, I brought both. Because oh. we also have a uh, dressing vers- area. Yeah, you're versatile. You well, made a change, actually, that. after the group I did, because I had to retake one. my original photos because I was too sweaty for the first round. <laughs> Too, way too. Sweaty. They had a fan this time. Yeah, least. and they had a fan, which was nice. Common man rankings plunging. Sh- sh- <laughs> just, just like a Mariah D- Carey Diva fan? behavior, yes. Love it. You have to be the most <laughs> annoying person I've ever met. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Let's get to the show. Let's start with fearless predictions of the f- rest of the regular season. All right. So this is pretty straightforward, Connie, right? Mm-hmm. The final three weeks of the regular season. Let's throw out some fearless ass predictions about what's going to happen. How will this all play out? And this season, especially, it's going to be mm. difficult. Because it's a weird season. I'll get us going. It has to be regular season. Yes. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Turning on a dime here. What did I write? I don't know. I created something different, but I can still use it. I mean, yeah, some of mine encapsulate what's going to happen at the very end of the regular season, but that's fine. Did anybody prepare for the show today? I did. I, I, I did. I've already adjusted yeah. my entries. All right. Here we go. Fearless predictions for the final three weeks of the regular season, as laid out in my text yesterday. I'll start here. Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East. Hmm. I don't think they lose again. Hmm. Uh, That is at Chargers, uh, home Patriots, at Dolphins, and then the Dolphins have, so they're eight and six. And the Dolphins are obviously 10 and 4. So they got two games. Uh, but their schedule is a little trickier. They have, they look at it here uh, home Dallas, at Baltimore, and Buffalo. So I, I do think that the Bills and Dolphins fans are going to be annoyed, but I do just trust the Bills. And I did try to figure out this, you know, how to look at the, this these last three weeks. Not to get sucked in by recency bias. It's hard, though. But it's also, this is a small, this is three weeks. And I think the Bills are playing as good as any team in the league uh, lately. So I think they're going to pull it off. And I think the Dolphins have a stumble in them. Basically, they just, you're pre- predicting the Dolphins win in week 18. I mean, uh, the Bills win in week 18. Because very likely, I don't think it's a hot take. Right. That is for the division. Because of the Bills' schedule, they're playing patsies that have just given up, all, uh, basically, until then. And if you're a Dolphins fan and you have home Cowboys at Ravens, 
you'd be happy with one and one. I mean, of course you want to be two and oh, and it's not going to feel good if, let's say, you beat the Cowboys this week, then you lose the rate. Like that night, it's not going to feel good, or if it's reversed that night, it's not going to feel good. But you're playing two of the very best teams in the NFL. You are really testing yourself, splitting those two games to me would would be great for Miami. They would include their best win of the season. And then it comes down to week 18. That matchup, you know, early in the season was one sided. And you're saying the bills are a little more complete. I would like to see that matchup uh, with the division on the line. What a great Sunday night football. I feel like the bills Mm -hmm. went on this crazy journey where like everything felt kind of lost about 10 days ago, 14 days ago, where like the coaches um, offering up 9-11 takes, um, you know, not oh, a, sort of problematic. And, like, it felt like the Bills... That was in 2019, but it was... Well, no, but it was up, yeah. brought up now and, like, had to respond to it. And there was also, like, a heat-seeking um, think piece about the fact that no one in the organization kind of believes in him and he's taking them in strange places. Yeah. But <laughs> then you go and do this uh, against the Cowboys, and it's like, this version of the Bills makes me believe in what you just said, that it's possible. I do know that there are a lot of people... Um, that listen to the show that think that Dan is very down on the Dolphins. Uh, it's not because of your Jets fandom it's necessarily. Not really. It's but, I, but people just feel that maybe that's right. I think what you're actually saying is that the Bills, at their highest power, can do exactly what you well, do. You are down on the Dolphins, but that's fine. No, Compared I'm saying I, I am at, down on yeah. the Dolphins, but it's not because it's not really because I like the Jets. It's because they've been tested multiple times this year and failed them yeah. uh, against big opponents. And now they have another big crucible situation here. And I'm just curious, but even if they lost both Dallas and Baltimore games and Buffalo wins twice. It still comes down to week 18. Right. Very right. like, I don't know what the, they can, they have now numbers for all this stuff. It's like the, the odds that that game is for the division is very high. Is very high. Well, I first was kind of turned on to this when Steve Kornacki did oh. on Sunday night football at his board. And he was talking about, uh, the Bills and the Dolphins and the rest of the way. And he does such a good job. Like, I just love Kornacki so much, by the way. I wish that I could have him in studio every week doing all of the different permutations mm. of everything. But with the Bills, they're playing their best football right now. The fact that they were able to run the ball the way that they did, I, I couldn't believe my eyes watching it. And we'll get into it a little bit more yeah. when we preview the uh, Chargers game coming up. Um, we'll probably talk a little bit more about the Bills side of things anyway. Yeah. But... The thing that's going to be a problem for the Bills coming down to the end are the tiebreaker scenarios. Like those losses that they had, the losses against the Broncos and the Bengals, that could get them. They got to keep winning. All right, fearless prediction, Colleen. Okay, so for my fearless prediction, I was looking at the fact that I think that the Rams will finish ahead of the Seahawks, even after the Seahawks Mm. coming through with the huge win Mm. against the Eagles. They're both 7-7. and And when you look at their schedules, the Rams have the Saints, the Giants, and then they finish against the Niners. But the Niners might be resting their guys, even though, I don't know, two weeks of rest if they get the bye. Like, that's pretty that that's an interesting scenario, but they're not going to be playing their stars the whole time. And then the Seahawks, they have the Titans, the Steelers and the Cardinals. Now, they should be able to win all of those games, but. If the Rams end up winning the same number of games as the Seahawks, they have the tiebreaker because they swept Seattle already. So they just need to finish with the same number of wins, and then they'll finish ahead of Seattle. Unless it's like a four-way tie. True. Then you're then it just it's thrown up. It's like Ooh. it could be it's conference record, mm-hmm. which yeah, I gotta have to look. It, it would depend, I guess, what happened or common opponents. You, you get deep into it. Uh, Rams just got to keep winning. Seattle has a little more little more margin for error with that schedule. I, I do worry about counting on the 49ers resting mm-hmm. people in week 18. You just can't. You just don't know. 
And that's that. Look, the the Rams played the 49ers pretty well in that first matchup. Like they looked like very even teams until the end uh, when the bottom fell out. I think the Rams would be up for that game, but they'd be a pretty big underdog. I am all about like I, I'm very anti seven playoff teams in each conference, mm-hmm. which I mentioned on Monday night. Um, it's very annoying to me. Uh, they don't really belong in the playoffs. Most of these like later slots, but it all matters which team it is. And I'm so pro Rams over Seattle getting in there. And I think also it starts like Thursday night. I, I feel like the Niners are not they a team. They could both get in there too. I mean, well, that's quite possible. Yeah, we'll see. But like I, the, the, the Niners to me don't feel like a team that's going to sit everyone in week 18, no matter what. They, I just don't feel like a Shan, like, like see, a Shanahan type thing. You know thing. what? I would say that, but then this is also a team whose season got ruined last year because that's what I was well, you're injured right. going the into the playoffs. I just mean the, int- yeah. like the, the old like, um, Peyton Manning Colts were like, we just sit the entire team. Then you yeah. go lose a playoff game the week later. I don't know if that's you know the move right now. You know, it's going to be for so many reasons. The Christmas night game against the Ravens, uh, mm. both in terms of top of the conference, but also it could make a huge difference in the NFC at the bottom of the conference. Because if the Niners lose that game, much more likely chance that January 7th matters for them. They'll have to play those guys. Mm-hmm. All right, Greggy, fearless. I, yeah, it has to be fearless. So, uh, Let's go Jags don't make the playoffs. That the Jags mm. continue this free fall and just fall all the way out of it. And mm. this is less about Lawrence right now not practicing. Uh, we tape on Wednesday. We'll, we'll have more for you Thursday and everything. So it might be better this week. They, they could be underdogs at Tampa. It's less about the schedule because they do have the Panthers next week at Tennessee. Like that is a nice final two games and two out of three, considering they've had the tiebreakers in their division. Uh, would probably be enough. It's more just like I'm trusting what I'm seeing, and I see a team that makes a lot of their own problems and doesn't have a lot of foundation to really stand on right now. Zay Jones is week to week. That's another receiver mm. for them. Their offensive line's got issues. The defense is bad. Like the running game's bad. I just they just feel like a team that maybe wants to collapse. And I don't know if it'll be Houston that steps in. They got their own quarterback injury. Uh, or Indianapolis, or both. Who knows? But I just, the, the Jaguars just feel like a team that maybe they haven't hit their bottom yet and it's going to keep getting worse. It's weird because, it, and we talked about it on Sunday night, but like Christian Kirk, who's not someone I think about that often, like him not being in the lineup. That's a lie. I think about <laughs> him all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I mean, often to, like often is high up, but like, um, it, he, like his absence has meant so much to like their swoon. Like I think, and, the, and to lose Zay Jones, like they're just a, not a team so, that's exciting right now. They they feel for this capable. to work, they got to lose at Tampa, right? They're going to be Carolina at home, so that's you're going to probably. I mean, it's the come NFL. On. Carolina's been in these games lately. They I mean, were it in is the game the NFL, against. But they were in like, the game against Tampa <laughs> because it's the NFL. I'm just Carolina saying, like they just too. literally won a game, and they, they were in the game late against Tampa. It, things if, can happen. They were in the Trevor game. Trevor Lawrence is playing. They are not losing to the Panthers at home. I wouldn't think. I mean, we'll re- reassess the the society and the world we live in if that happens. That would be one of the biggest upsets. But you're right. You never know. And then at Tennessee, it's not like a killer schedule. Right. They have to lose what two of three. They probably have to lose the Tennessee game. Yes. I like a bonus yeah. prediction. I, again, I don't know how it's going to happen. It just feels like this is in there's it's in their vibes right now. What's going on over there? Knocked a little a lot lot of and a it's, lot. it's covered. It's covered. We're good there. Okay, so if the Jags don't do what you just predicted and they do make the playoffs, I predict uh just as like in a little adjacent one Ooh. that Jake Browning and the Bengals end up beating them in the playoffs and knocking them out. If they make it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a very I like that. 
If we're going fearless. Specific. One. I don't know. I it just like popped it. in my head. I like it. All right. Jeez. No, no, I'm with I like you. it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I like it. If that happens, Eric. We'll, we'll circle back on that. Yeah, circle back. Let's cut that, that one. That's amazing. All right. Fearless prediction, Mark. Uh, it First of all, I have no laptop, so I don't know what to do with my physical body. <laughs> He's to start doing with. great. Um, but I would say that it is a like a bloody coup d'etat to get. F- I'm always going for the chain poking underneath. The, this is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, it's I didn't see it. Ryan I think you saw that. I didn't see that. Yeah, until now. I love it. Yeah. Talked with Gonzo about that the other night. Um, but it is a bloody coup d'etat to yeah. go forth and not have your topic um, ripped away by one of the previous three entries. So I did I, that happen to you? No, I, I feel very lucky that. that oh, great! Occurred. That's why it's um, a bloody coup d'etat. <laughs> yeah. So the Chiefs, right? I think there's been a lot of consternation about uh, uh, frustration, mm. like that the Chiefs will somehow just slide into the number one seed because of everyone else kind of not handling their business. Um, I predict they will not, number one. I'll start there. Like, that's not totally fearless. But mathematically, they play the Raiders. I think something weird might happen on Christmas Day there. Um, They play the Bengals. I'm all in on Jake Browning right now. Then they play the Chargers. A slight disaster, but you never know. Um, But the the reason that people will peg them not winning uh, the number one seed slotting is that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will break up before the end of the regular season. Mm. And it will cause um, a lot of rumbling, a lot of discussion. And then the Chiefs go into the playoffs and they are dismissed. You know, it seems from the outside that they really care for each other, Mark. Right. So now you're now you're rooting. You want to be right. You want to be right. I don't rooting for them. It's 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 what I sense. It's not what I want. Wait. So what was the first part of it? Well, so it actually goes in reverse order. They <laughs> Taylor Swift and Travis Taylor Kelsey. Sidetracked. Or let's say they like like maybe it's like not a breakup, but they take a break. They, the classic oh. like we're taking a break. It's there's a soft some, breakup. There's a reporting. There's reporting around that they're taking a bit of a break, and then the Chiefs like flatline and don't she was get literally, the one She went seat. to Foxborough, Massachusetts, four days ago. So I've that, done a total 180. Nobody on goes to Foxborough on purpose. I, now I love them. Now I'm totally on board. Oh, yeah, I was completely. I, out but of I also first. do. I now also I'm back. I do too. So I'm not. I'm actually not. Wait, so how does that affect their the Chiefs? I think it's just it's people can't like it, from a Venn diagram. Right. People can't separate the fact that it might have nothing to do with the Chiefs. So like Travis Kelsey, you got to like get the lower version of Kelsey, which we feel like we've been getting. Right. Like um, and then they break up and like he flatlines in a game and the Chiefs don't get the number one seed and then they're out of the mm. playoffs and it's just like, wait a minute, <laughs> don't mix love and business. Perhaps. And you were worried one of us <laughs> were going to step on that one. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. I mean, they are very, time. they are very unlikely to get the number one seed just because they're two games back with three to play. Despite this, I know, but game. haven't you heard people just say like, "Oh, I'm just so worried they're going to get it." Like, this is our biggest worry that the Chiefs, like, that's our biggest problem. Um. All right. I have a couple of quick ones. I'll just throw out. Anybody else can throw them out too. Um. I think the Steelers have already won for the final time this season. Mm-hmm. You look at their schedule and the way they're playing and. What's going on in that building right now? Yikes. None of it feels good. And Mark, uh, you'll like this one. Brock Purdy will be the prohibitive favorite favorite for MVP by close of business week 18. I like that. And I think he'll be, and I, I'm just going to back this up because I did some Niners single season passing record research, and this is a team with, the history is. Rich. Very Real rich. rich. Uh, he uh, will be the QB1 by the end of the season. This is why he's going to definitely win it. He'll be QB1 of a number one seed. And he'll own that 49ers single season records for passing TDs, breaking Steve Young's 36 and 98 yards, breaking Jeff Garcia's 42, 78 and 2000 passer rating. That's young again, 112.8, 94 yards per attempt. Some guy named Joe Montana, mm. 9.1 in 1989. And people will then try to manufacture CMC as his closest competitor uh, for clicks and, and conversation. Uh, but he'll get, 
the Offensive Player of the Year, so that'll be clear-cut as well. Mm. No drama in that conference. There was this year back in 2003 that Peyton Manning and Steve McNair tied by voters count for MVP. They both they won co-MVP. And part of me was wishing, like, why can't you just hoist up... Teammate like, co-MVPs. Yeah, like Brock Purdy and CMC The problem as is that MVP. would take the coordination of, like, 50 different voters. Well, right. You can't, and they're you splitting can't, the votes, so they're taking right, votes right. away from each other. But also... The fact that when you go back to 2000, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady are the only three quarterbacks that have had a higher passer rating than Brock Purdy through 15 weeks. I think it's all, it's getting to the point where it's staring us in their face, like all his numbers and the team success. So it's going to really take, like, again, a coordinated, like, decision amongst the football writers. Well, or just Lamar, like, vastly outplays him in a road win on Sunday. But Lamar has, like, 16 touchdown passes this year. Like, I, I I'm can't just saying Lamar though, Jackson like, is MVP though. Well, he's actually that. This is this is why it's curious because I saw someone tweet out today. It's like okay, now it's down to a three-man race for MVP you know, by the odds: Purdy, uh, Lamar, and CMC. CMC's second, and it's just funny because like last week it was a two-man race. So if you mm-hmm. you know between Dak and Purdy, so if you accept that it could change from a two-man race to a three-man race in one week where now one of the men that was there a week ago is no longer there. Like it can absolutely flip back. Now that's dr- why it's a fearless prediction. Right. Dr- dramatic things would need to happen. What would need to happen is for Purdy to struggle and Lamar to have a great game on Monday night. And then those odds would be dramatically different next week when we're talking about this, but that's all that needs to happen is I just want to, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think the 49ers are going to win that game, but that if that happened, that, that, would yeah, that there's definitely a path where he steals the spotlight in the game. I, I agree with you. Because I like rushing think, yards and touchdowns matter a lot. Like Allen and, and Lamar's value on yes, that add a lot. That, I just, it's such a lesser overall body of work to me than when he actually won MVP Lamar Jackson. And he's, he passed, he looks better than his numbers are even. I mean, he's, he's uh eighth in QBR. Lamar, he's he's seventeenth in touchdown passes, fifteenth in yards passed. How does he's, that add up to MVP? Well, I'm saying it doesn't. That's right. what I'm saying. But you've added but a the lot rushing. of times you've looked at yeah the MVPs and sometimes it's you got to have to nail there. those counting stats also in the MVP. yeah with these voters. It's not just what right. We, McCaffrey right. has a has a better chance if he was going to do it. If it like Purdy's saying go for McCaffrey. If McCaffrey had an insane ending and ends up with 2,500 yards and 28 touchdowns, and Purdy like struggles against the Ravens, but they win anyways. Like there are different routes, but they're all small needles to thread and Purdy's probably I think win. Lamar's only chance, Greg, is if he absolutely goes nuts in that game. Like yeah. nuts. Like, like the best game of his career. Well, and yeah. the week yeah. after yeah. against Miami. Like he's they've got a lot of big But the Christmas game with all the eyeballs oh against God, the, yeah. the, the the big team, like that is Yes. Right. That is his only chance. It's kind of a Hail Mary. Anybody else want to throw out any more before we move I have on? One. It's um, it's more of a reckless prediction than a fearless prediction because like I'm that. not, I'm not the even cousin sure. Of the fearless prediction, I believe the in this. One. This is insane, but yeah. the Bears will finish strong, so strong against the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Packers that they end up sticking with Justin Fields and trading away the Panthers' pick. Of course, Joe Flacco. Just they're trading the him. Panthers' pick. Mm. Yeah, they'll trade down to get more assets mm. so they can build Again. around. But. The strong finish is why it's regular season because against no, those three, it. and then no, that works. And if they could trade down to like two or three, and then it's in the they'll zone. get Marvin Harris. Reckless, <laughs> uh, Greg. While mine was connected, and these again are sort of like Connie's just on the edge of the regular season. That Tomlin will not be the coach after this long mm. losing streak. That you're you're predicting mm. that they lose They're six done. great games to the season. Yeah, that it's like a mutual. 
type of thing. And that uh, Kyle Shanahan, and this is something Hayden Winks, uh, who's worked at Roto World, pointed out on Twitter. I, I like the number, that, and I agree with it, that Kyle Shanahan should be coach of the year. Like, why is Kyle Shanahan not coach of the year? He, yeah. Everything that encompasses coaching, like numbers-wise, you literally have the, right now, potentially the greatest offense in the history of the league, or at least since the 80s, in terms of leading in points, rushing yards, passing yards, all these things. And, like, he put this all together. He's losing his assistance. Everything that go like, for some reason, he is a little lower on that list. But I think if they've dropped bombs the next three weeks, and I kind of think they will, that I'm with you. Purdy's likely to win the MVP, and I think they can sweep these awards. And Kyle Jan should win the award, and he's never won it. And I do like the ideas that, like, Coach of the guys who should be coach of the year at some point, yeah, you should win it one time. Well, so game. I'm completely with over you. like Shane Steichen. You know, it was great, but it's like a six to a yeah. 10 but your problem, you're like I'm with you. Like I mean, like I think he's third um, in terms of odds right now. Right, like third or fourth, and like uh, it. But the problem is, it's a narrative driven award. I think the always, narrative will change the next three weeks. Well, this it, is going to start bubbling up. That's fine, but like Belichick should have won it sixteen times, mm. and it's like I am with you on Shanahan, but it always seems the to Shanahan go to, won like, yet. No, no. See, that's part of, you know, he hasn't gotten one. That helps. Yeah. But, but it's going to, but like, the, I think voters think of like a, a Steichen or a, right. Or like a, even a Stefanski D'Amico? or like, like, or D'Amico Ryan's like, it's like team was a disaster. Team is now successful. I, I'm with you on narrative. I do think the narrative though, maybe the next three weeks, if they keep driving bombs is going to turn into like, oh my God, I know they lost three games, but this is literally one of the greatest yes. teams and greatest offenses we've ever seen. Well, it helps. And so that, then he wins the narrative. And it helps too. that 31 other teams are unimpressive there aren't, yeah. there aren't like three dominant teams there's I, one i think similar i agree with you that i think they finish strong and i think that is a big conversation as the playoffs begin is this one of the best teams ever because all the pop the hood analytic stats back up that this team is performing especially on especially offense, the offense on, on yeah. a level that's rarely been achieved and they survived unlike most teams like the trey lance trade up to get trey lance which is a disaster like most teams like gm and coach float away after all that that feels Purdy, like Purdy saved their ass. It, exactly. Let's but it's like something happened. What, that. And they did a nice job. They picked them last in the draft, but they did pick them. All right, Mark, close this out. The, so I did this exercise incorrectly. I have like a playoff one. Got it. It's one line, but what do you got? Joe Flacco. Yes. Beats Greg's little darling, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. <laughs> kind of flipping. He's a big man. You even no, said so when he came near us. He did. Game. He came near us in London. But like, like um, wow, has he been? I just think that will happen. And it's like football <laughs> makes no sense at that point, And it's kind of beautiful all at once. But that somehow Joe Flacco, the Browns quarterback, beats the Ravens in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson, who probably will be, you know, second in MVP vote. I'm point. with you. It's in the stars. I told you I had a vision this morning. You did. Of yes, Flacco beating the Dolphins in the playoffs. I just think something weird is ahead. And that's not yeah, even my Browns vision. You know, attachments. So. Well, I think. What do you mean? Came in I think we can game. accept that deep in the subconscious, maybe there's a little bit of Browns attachment of the freaking Browns <laughs> beating the team you hate the most, <laughs> Ravens in the playoffs. I just think can it's kind of set that? up to the point. Just where, like, a little. In, we can, in but there. like Joe Flacco's on this really weird, like personal journey. That I'm with. I'm that with. Something and it's weird great. is going to happen, and like Lamar Jackson I'm feels like the perfect. Um, victim. In Wait, this. what if he ends up? <laughs> well, in the Browns defense, taking care of the, the Ravens, I can yep. see that. Which what has if, happened. What if they beat the Dolphins in round one and then Lamar in round two? Well, <gasps> we got to open up some type of business. Well, yes. Because well, we would have, we, we are seers at that point. Then Mahomes yeah. in round three and suddenly we're in Las Vegas and it's Joe Flacco who shaved the beard this week. I don't know if that oh, was good. Oh, Mark. Move. I hate that actually. Why? I loved yeah. it. I hate that. Why? I'm in. I'm I mean, in. he looks good. Well, you but don't like beards because Gonzo told us that. I'm 
I'm, I mean, like, everyone can do what they want. I have no judgment. It's just I think that Joe I, made the right decision. He looks better. Well, he also has, you know, he's a... We talked about the sneaky, sneaky hands. in person. Got a nice jawline. Much better yeah. looking than you'd realize in person. All right. Well, Mark, good luck with that fearless prediction. Um, all right. Let's, uh, by the way, I don't even think we mentioned it. Coming up after the break, we got Connor Orr. I'm so excited It's the this. Connor Orr holiday special. He talks about his favorite uh, Hallmark films of the year. Mm. And I, I cannot wait. He's excited. Uh, before we do that, let's just get a, caught up on a couple things in the news. Can you win the game in the first quarter? No! Can you win the game in the second quarter? No! Can you win the game in the third quarter? No! Can you win the mother the fourth quarter? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. There he is, 72-year-old Pete Carroll in the Seahawks Uh-oh. locker room after that dramatic Monday night uh, win. At home, and uh, he's he's correct about that. Also, that you win that game in the fourth quarter. Looks like a he did like a 1950s newsboy with his hat backwards, like you know, throwing the newspaper at the people's door on his bicycle. There's a there's more to that clip, and credit Seahawks Twitter uh, on that because uh, awesome inside view. I love the post game locker room stuff mm. that the team send out. At the very end of it, he's just like, I'm so pumped. I'm just so pumped. Maybe we can get that as a drop, uh, Eric, going forward. He was also, like, pretty out of breath when he was, like, continuing <laughs> yeah. to talk. And I was starting to worry a little bit about him. But and Well, we were, like, Dan and I believe were 72. in the— wow. When they beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl, we were in the post-game locker room. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Pete Carroll— up on top of the lockers. Somehow he had climbed a ladder, was up on top of the lockers. We weren't lockers. there, but that was... Well, I was no, you went to either a winning or losing locker room, and I, I walked in there and was like, I thought that was Pete like, Carroll up on the locker room, like shouting. Oh, I didn't realize that was the Super Bowl. I thought yeah. that was earlier, and we wrote about it on, like, the blog. No, it was mm. when they took Peyton you, Manning to the grave, basically. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine Pete climbing up there. He, That's he's, awesome. He's he must a have had a ladder on the other side. They didn't just climb not up. Not in all Who ways, knows? but in many ways, a man to, for myself, I'll speak for myself, to model myself after because he is sucking the marrow out of life he knows that's life right there in the locker room he's 72 years old he knows the end is closer to the beginning and that there's nothing better in life than that moment right there and he is gonna like enjoy it as much as he possibly can he's the man he has it all figured out he does he really he really does um on the other side of the spectrum is as the chargers by the way this fell into the black hole the atn black hole because it occurred on Friday morning, and we haven't really had a chance to talk about it, but the Chargers got rid of uh, their head coach, Brandon Staley, and their GM, oh, yeah. Tom Telesco. And, and I thought we needed to put a put a stop to this free fall, this black hole. So they have a new head coach. His name is Giff or Jiff Smith, <laughs> and, and he is the interim coach for the final three games. He's and, and this is what he looks like. And this is what he sounds like. And he met with the media for the first time. Well, that's what he looks like. But here is uh, Giff on uh, the Looks Chargers. Like, a, like the an Miami older John Harbaugh? Yep. I've been in this game a while, and uh, there's always new things that come up. And uh, I've been around a lot of great coaches through the years, and uh, you just roll with it. You give to these players. You give to this organization. A little bit of a Cess dog vibe to him, too. Happens. Looks like an uncle or somebody in like a Sessler family reunion. You can see that a little bit, right? Uncle just like Giff. vaguely like German-European roots. So, yes. So you're um, Hey, Perfect time for a quick segment I like to call Getting to Know Jeff Smith. All right. Jeff Smith, born October 12, 1968, American football coach, interim head coach, and outside linebackers coach of the Chargers. 
He previously served as an assistant coach for the Titans and Bills. Uh, as I said, 2016, he was hired by Mike McCoy. He's a survivor, a native of Mableton, Georgia. Smith played defensive end at Georgia Southern University, a three-time Mark Countum All-American. Uh, Greggy, this is for you. In 1999, Smith was hired as the defensive line coach at Tulane University. Ooh. The Green Wave. A a and Colleen Smith and his wife, Jennifer, have two children. Yeah, he was on that staff. That's so nice. I love a family man. He was um, on that staff. I was working at student <laughs> television back then. Uh, that was you right could have crossed their, paths with him. Under yeah, you maybe you you know you did you speak to him? Did you no, spend time? No, with him? I was very rarely in the <laughs> in the locker room. Uh, Giff Smith and uh, it's the Hard G yeah. and Patrick Claybon suggested that should just be his nickname, Hard G. I thought that his name was Griff this whole time. Hmm. In my head, I was calling him Griff. Did I wonder we're sure if, it's not Jeff. Is it short yeah, for it like, is it Gifford is a hard or G. something like? I just I don't know that I don't know. But my data didn't dig anything up on that on that end. My research. Uh, you know what's funny on that third that Thursday night blowout was so bad with the Chargers. I actually did treat it like they were getting fired, right? Because I, I had never seen a game where it seemed it was more apparent. clear. So I was yeah. like, because we're not going to be back till Sunday. Uh, let's look back a little on this daily thing. Cause it looked like, uh, it was all over then. And maybe Giff Smith turns it around. I am curious. Did Kellen Moore turn down the job? People speculated mm. about that, that he didn't yeah, want to take, take over. And, uh, finally one last bit of research here. These are two comments from the Chargers subreddit. He looks like that one dude from the water boy. <laughs> and I know what he's talking. I know what he's talking about one of those Sandler cronies. And, um, and he, that another person wrote, uh, Giff Smith or Jeff Smith looks suspiciously like my father. So some guy had a, a personal a double life attachment. Yeah. Now that it would happens. Be, it happens. What a revelation that would be. Yeah. And that <laughs> is uh, another edition of getting to know Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith. More work to do on that front. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the Chargers—they're going to hire a whole bunch of people. Um, another um, another coach. Who's in trouble is Arthur Smith. Um, we were talking about where's Arthur Blank on everything right now. Uh, Arthur Blank uh, spoke to Georgia Public Broadcasting about uh, the situation at head coach in Atlanta. Here's what Blank had to say. And I think that, you know, through this part of the season, it's been mixed, uh, quite honestly. And that's what I think uh, it's what the coach would say. Um, you know, and he's <laughs> Arthur is a very. Um, Wait a minute. Very honest. This is amazing. Wait a second. <laughs> Uh, very, um, he looks at himself very critically. So he's not, you know, he comes from a beautiful family um, that, that, you know, has great values. Uh, and, and he reflects value. those values in his leadership as best he can. So I, you know, we'll see how the season plays out and go from there. Mm. What a non-answer. Also, that was a PBS interview. I don't think that's Georgia a first on our Public show. broadcasting. Um, they're all in sweaters and, you know, vests. What year is it? What I don't know. Credit, that from? Credit from Eric and the whole team behind the glass for so. digging that one up. Right. <laughs> How many shows are using PBS broadcasting and the Georgia Public Broadcasting? Why Why group? would he go in, in, the, in the world that we live in media-wise? You go and drop this bomb on Georgia well, that, Public Well, that Silver Fox would ask him the question. Maybe he would only answer questions from that particular... That's, journalist very curious maybe it's probably not but maybe it's one of those things that was set up ahead of time to promote something different and it just mm -hmm. falls in this week i or gotta ask. the schedule i don't know and uh, by the way the translation out of this he gone yes 
Well, he when, gone when you quickly <laughs> divert to he's got a beautiful family, beautiful family, great family value, is beautiful, yeah. FedEx valuable, yeah, yeah like yeah. all those things. Very yeah. critical of himself. Yeah. They have Colts <laughs> at Bears at Saints. Certainly, they could improve and win two out of three of those games, and then I think he would have a job. But even even if he if, even if Arthur Smith gets let go, it's very it's very important that Home Depot and FedEx remain corporate partners. So this is needs to be handled well. I'd agree with you. I'm surprised that there's not a branded segment for the author, the Arthurs here. That's a good. That's a good point. That's something that maybe maybe we next can work week. On. Okay, great. Next week. Uh, finally, in the news, you know, Tommy DeVito. This situation is. Um, listen, I don't know. Um, I don't know everything, Greg, but I could tell when something's going on. That's Sean Stellato, the agent. I met him on you Saturday him. night. I texted, Wait. you know who I texted? Bada bing! Yeah, we got a lot. Mike G, I texted him this morning. I said, it's Sean Stellato. <laughs> you know this guy? Like, have you ever heard of this guy before? You know, on background. I said, on background. He said, I don't know. Well, if it's him. on background, then you no, can't No, and he say, said, okay. you've, you've, uh, <laughs> let, let, you've violated let the insider finish. rule here, but okay. Let okay. the insider finish the sentence. Um, he said, I've known him for 20 years, and you could put that on record. Now, that's all he said. I can't I can't divulge anything else. But I my first instinct w- from that Monday night game was this guy better be on the up and up. He better be up first thing in the morning. He better be working in DeVito's best interests. And what happens at that little pizzeria in Morristown? They win a Monday night and Stellato reneges on a deal, an appearance. He said, no, Tommy was going to come. For ten thousand dollars, no. Now, now the deal is to twenty thousand. And Devito was so horrified that he went to the pizza shop yesterday, free of charge. Mm. Did the appearance? That's good damage control. And critically, and part of my prediction, Delato has been relieved of his marketing duties. Now connected. Whoa. Okay, but wait. He's still the contract agent. Correct. Which I don't see an extension coming anytime soon sure. for DeVito. But Tommy is already, as I said, someone's going to be in his ear like, hey, there's now a new person, business person in charge of his money affairs. That new person is Max Lepselter. And Max has been working with him from the jump doing marketing. So I feel Whoa. like that was also just a way to give Stellato a little bit of a like cover mm. because Max has been doing his marketing from the jump. So maybe Stellato secured that deal. And then Stellato said that there was never a contract signed. So how can they renege on a contract that didn't exist before? Right. So I got a lot of questions about this yeah. guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you, and you met him. Yeah. What was your impression of, uh, I was you got a lot of information so, too. I got I was so excited to meet Stellato. Uh, because Garofolo, having known him from, for so right. long, was like, you know who's going to be at the game tonight when we all jumped in the car to go over to Broncos and Lions? I was like, who? Uh, and he's like, Sean Stellato. <laughs> and I was like, you got you to get me in front of this guy. And so he, I thought that he was going to be all decked out in his fedora. And no, uh-uh. He, when was this? This was on Saturday night, the triple header at, in Detroit. He had the fedora has, on the sideline when they showed him at one point. Why, why was so he maybe there? The cameras were on, I'm sure he put the outfit on. But that was later. on, that was Monday night or um, Sunday night. Why was he there at that Because he has other, oh, he's he has other players. Okay. 
like a, a lot of fringe players, but yeah, he was there and he had Jays on and like a cool hat and like a Gucci scarf, like totally different. Did he know who you fit. were like out of sight unseen? Did he? I mean, I have no idea. I didn't say, do you know who I am? <laughs> That's a good way to int introduce yourself. But he was very nice. We took a picture. Uh, he had a lovely diamond encrusted Italian horn, which um, I found amazing. But yeah, he he was very nice. I think all you really yeah. need to know is that if you go to his website and click the about section, uh, there are pictures of Sean running shirtless, doing resistance training with uh, frosted tips. Th those are the, the photos he chooses to represent like, himself. He looks like most. Ben Stiller in what role was that when Ben Stiller had the frosted tips in oh. and he was very tan. Looks in shape. Zoolander, Zoolander maybe. Was he? Oh, I mean, he certainly looks in shape. Well, he wasn't frosted in Zoolander. I know that. Hmm. Dodgeball? Maybe it was dodgeball. Maybe. <laughs> Um, all right. <laughs> That's what's happening in the news. Let's take a break. And when we return, let's see around the NFL holiday special. It was Dodge. With Connor Orr. I'm so freaking jacked. I'm so freaking jacked. I'm so you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I love the uh, kind of the hip-hop Christmas themes. That's a good bed. Yeah. <laughs> it is... Uh, as we tape this December 20th, it is smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. Hanukkah in the rear view. Christmas just ahead. Hanukkah's over. It's a wrap, bro. It is. The lights are out. Sorry, Greg. Uh, we, yeah, we don't, you know that we don't celebrate Hanukkah. <laughs> he did reveal there's no menorah in the house, which surprised me. Really? But there'd be one. You guys don't, I guess I don't share enough of myself, but no. Well, we've never been invited in your yeah. house, so there's no. a start. Do no, you have a house? <laughs> you live in a house. We have a house. We. I was not raised. Imagine Greg lived here this whole time. We just, <laughs> we had no idea. It surprise me, though. <laughs> I was not raised uh, religious, and um, that never had any me. menorah. Never had any menorah in either house. When because I was very you, young, yeah. I actually had one, and then we just sort of ignored my mom, and then eventually. Always a little bit of jealousy uh, for the kids that, celebrated Christmas and Hanukkah because you're yeah. kind of cleaning up yeah, and, and your kids could have been in that bucket, but you, you but said we no. were sort of were those kids and both me and my brother were like, let's just do Christmas. It's way better. Yeah. But you like literally from like, like a, from a hardcore religious angle. Yes. That's you great. cannot celebrate both. As a kid, you can because your parents, you cannot be both. Right, right. but none of the people in this <laughs> cannot be here are hardcore Mark on conservative religious. Christian just, radio. But is this a theology podcast? <laughs> I was just to say, like, like, trust from, I'm more saying tech, like from a PFF, PFF spirituality, if you were like a PFF spirituality site, like, you can't be both. Like, as a kid, <laughs> no, you can have all the gifts, but you can't be both. Right, you, you, you can be neither, though. You can be neither. <laughs> what is that? Hey, PFF have Just like, the, like, there's no feeling, it's just hardcore numbers, technical side of things. Saint rankings. Right, you can't be both and it's just like but it's like oh i'm gonna get gifts on like 12 days and like a bunch yeah, but of what days if, and, and a birthday probably in there so what if consumerism is really and that's the evil of it all yeah i think yeah. our guest what comes like because coming up would agree with right what if your your dad was like born in nazi germany and then they were like there is no god we're yeah, anti-god I mean, 
Now we got to bring then Nazis that message, into it. So Greg brings up something that no one why, can why argue. Are, we can't argue you. You're right, Greg. No, but I'm just, why is that not valid? You know, then it's completely that messes valid. With no one said on it's invalid. On the next theology podcast. Hey, no one said it was invalid, Greg. All right, bring back Hip Hop Santa, because Nazi <laughs> Germany just came up. All right, welcome back. Fresh start, holiday special, and here's our guest. <laughs> This what is the mess. show right here. This what a there. mess. What a mess. <laughs> is there a trap door I can escape <laughs> Or are you out of? kidding me? Connor knows what I'm saying. The Keep first it. holiday special to drop a Nazi reference, and Connor, you were here for it. <laughs> How am I supposed to follow that? I don't know. Hey, buddy. Hi, everybody. Hey, bud. This is my favorite time of year, my favorite segment. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Great to see you, Connor. It is. Connor. I miss you guys. We miss you. Miss you, too, and you're wearing your uh, Christmas sweatshirt, and, and you're oh, looking... Yeah fresh and clean with the shaved head um and you you perform a valuable service uh, both in terms of uh, personally um because you are a friend connor and and i love that you are so open and um passionate about hallmark christmas movies and we're talking about months in advance i'll get a text from connor like here are the here are the ones that are i'm kind of heat seeking on that are coming out this year these are the ones to track and it's like okay we are going to be um, digging in on two different uh, specials this year, right, Connor? And um, just in general, before we get into the trailer for the first one, can you tell me again and tell the audience why you and your wife uh, are such fans of this holiday fair? Because it's not an exaggeration. You guys watch these these movies all throughout uh, the December and November, right? Starting November one, uh, we go <laughs> oh full full Hallmark. Uh, Outside of Monday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night. So, and then even <laughs> if we have a bad Thursday night game, we'll also do laptop football, and then we'll do big screen right. Hallmark. Right. Big um, screen Hallmark. Big screen Hallmark, 100%. Um, <laughs> and what? I think the the, re- the reason I do it, I actually, I had this reaffirmed this year. So we were at a, a neighbor's house, and everyone's just talking about, like, what kind of, what shows that they were watching. And... You know, someone was like, ah, yeah, did you see the ending of Ozarks? Like, yeah, it turns out, you know, in order to be successful, you have to murder everybody. And like, you know, f- the the family unit is dead and we're all individual right. creatures of our own destiny. And then, oh, did you see the ending of Beef? It turns out like our parents screw us up. And right. The only way to save, you know. Sounds right. like it's a fun neighborhood. Like, yeah. And, and, you know. <laughs> I know like, exactly what you we, mean. Why are we not? purging ourselves like mentally and going on like a hallmark fast and Mm. you know because okay yes what the ozarks is telling you is true but also you might be in need of a romantic partner you might go to a snow-covered small town and you might meet a hot mailman and fall in love like (laughs) over a cup of hot chocolate like that is as possible as like Oh, the the overwhelming sorrow and sadness and realities of and harshness of the world. Like, let's let's zoom in on right. You know, hey, look at this. Here's this teacher, and here's this guy who like fell into her at the at the coffee store, and now they right. just they love each other and they love Christmas. What what's the problem with that? Well, I feel like because that guy's actually leading a double life, and nobody knows it, and they don't show it on Hallmark. Mm. Well, well here, okay, there's there's nothing, a whole family. Uh, so you are there's, there's that's, nothing that's wrong ugly. with that. I, I hate that. that. That's part of the problem. That's why. That's why. That's why I, I am the problem. This. Connor, you are the problem. Connor, so what you're saying, Connor, and I love this theory, is that uh, because all that bleakness sells, especially in prestige drama. 
So in a way you could look at these Hallmark movies and say, oh, they're trash and they're overly sunny. But to you, it's a balancing of the cultural scales uh, that really helps us as a society uh, not become so cold and, and broken like Connie here. It is, it is, it is a mental vegetable. It is, it mm. is, it is, it is health for your brain. It is showing yourself the other side of the coin because there's always a silver lining and Hallmark to me is the, is the permanent silver lining, which right. is what I love about You should it. hang out with my dad and because my dad asks me on a weekly basis, maybe sometimes more, uh, when I'm going to go and work at the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> and I just keep telling him that's not how it works, and Hallmark isn't really that's like funny. a network like NFL, <laughs> and he is still really, he's going to die on that. Although the idea of a pregame, like halftime and postgame coverage of to these, these films. films would be yeah. incredible. Uh, Connor, <laughs> let's let's start with the one that I watched. Um, it is the Santa Summit, released this year. Here is uh, the trailer. The Santa Summit, not the thing with all the Santas. Absolutely, the thing with all the Santas. I am in. Three best friends. I need my wing ladies. One unforgettable adventure. Lose something? I just met the most amazing guy. If you two are meant to share something special, he will find you. How are we going to find her? You don't even know what she looks like. Today is the only chance I get to find her. What is it about the holidays that just puts romance in the air? The Santa Summit. <laughs> only on Hallmark. All right, so this is starring Hunter King, Amy Groening, uh, Ben Halsworth as the hottie. Hunter King? Yes. And Stephanie Sai as the cynic, and uh, who gets her heart warmed as the, as the film progresses. Um, Connor, your takeaways from the Santa Summit. I don't know if you've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see the movie Project X? Uh, I, Is that a yes. Hallmark movie? No, no. So the Project <laughs> X was like it came out when I was in college, and it was like the um, it was like the epic party movie where mm -hmm. it was just so over the top, and like it was like a massive house party that just basically got out of control. This is the Hallmark equivalent of Project X, where I would say like they're taking all of Christmas. They're turning it up to a hundred, and then they're just like blasting you, uh, confetti gun style in the face with it. And I, I love, I love everything about it. Like I, in it, the message is great, right? Like this woman bumps into this hot carpenter, and all of a sudden, like you know, game changer. We're we're all good. Like life is good. Right. He's a contractor with his brother. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah, and <laughs> okay, and it's it's interesting. I thought the takeaway from this movie again, because everything is it's through a different lens. A very the world is a, actually a, a perfect place. So Santa, Santa Summit is a takeoff of Santa Con, which is a broadly reviled uh, uh, tradition, at least in New York. I don't know if it's everywhere. Same thing in Philly. Okay, and it's, it, it's where everyone uh, essentially dresses up in Santa and goes bar hopping and gets hammered. hammered. Oh, I've run into these uh, groups before. And yes. So here's the interesting thing, Connor, about this. They took this this widely known to be kind of a uh, debaucherous event, uh, SantaCon, and made it Santa Summit and stripped away anything that would be uh, kind of lecherous or um, out of bounds, even to the point where they never used the word beer once. They, they refer to let's drink cider and hot chocolate. And my God, Connor, the drinks, the, the symbolic nature of the drinks in this. Let's get into that. Like, I, I mean, at every single place, they have, like, a cookie platter and then, like, a a massive cup of, like, 
apple juice with like <laughs> chocolate and cinnamon just poured into it and like each each entree must have had like 58 grams of sugar in it like enough to <laughs> fill like a dunkin donuts cup so everyone and, has diabetes yeah but th that's the thing it's like it's it's just it's what you need sometimes you know like and who wouldn't want to do that like so uh, just just a little diabetes having only seen the you know the trailer uh which was uh there, i like the gleam in the the the, the, the glimmer effect. yeah that yeah, was added very, in post by the way that well, was no, not I, in the i know that was real version, but um, yeah. it kind of screamed to me it's just great to be an adult if you're white it's great to be a white person well, that's see, sort of what the film that's said. not what the movie's about in fact uh, there's an Asian woman who's like a best friend who learns the value of Christmas. There's another man of unknown, unknown European uh, ancestry that turns out to be a love interest as well. So it's really, it's all over the map. Okay. Well, yeah. And really, shame yeah. on diverse. you. Once again, what? the cynics, Connor, all around. I mean, wow. I'm surprised Mark took it there, but he just doesn't know the Hallmark Channel doesn't see race, you know? Not at all. They're, 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 they're that person, I, you know? Everybody <laughs> was wearing Santa beards, so they fell in love with who was yes. on the inside before mm. you got to see them underneath the the underneath the Santa beard. That's it's beautiful. like love is blind without uh, without trying to become famous. I like that. Yes, yeah. and and so the final. First of all, um, how many Hallmark cards would you give it out of ten? Uh, this was solid. Like I would say seven point five. It was really good. All right, and uh, it, it was my wife's favorite of the season too. Wow. And oh, that really? That matters. That matters. And, and in one sentence summary for people that still aren't sold. Um, I would just say, <laughs> <laughs> like all Hallmark movies are kind of you could summarize in the same way that Christmas is awesome and it's going to change your life. Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, and it, it, you know, it's going to happen this year. This is the year that Christmas is going to change your life. Connor, That's how I would have you ever seen Cross Country Christmas? That is also a Hallmark classic. I tried to watch the movie that you guys are talking about last night. wasn't available, so I just turned on the Hallmark channel. I started 13 minutes in. Rachel Lee Cook is in it for uh, any, anyone wow. who is Good for her, yeah. a fan of She's All That. Um, she Which was everyone. Lainey She Boggs. was all that. Yes. What they, yeah. Played the uh, the classic role of the nerd who... Lainey Boggs. That, yeah, exactly. Then like the, the hot guy comes in and shows her how pretty she actually is by taking off her glasses. Um, so yeah, in this one, damn patriarchy. They, uh, <laughs> it's two friends from high school. They grew up together. They meet on a plane. It's like trains, planes, and automobiles. Um, and then I only watched for ten minutes before I had to turn it off. But it seemed like a really nice movie. You know, your husband, when we got together on Friday, he said, "There's no way she's gonna watch what she said she's gonna watch." I said, "No, she said she would watch <laughs> oh, it." Right. And she said she doesn't have the ability to stay focused and watch the whole thing. And I. I must say, your husband knows you well. I tried multiple times with your login yes. to get I, multiple movies. This you was have my a third login try. to Hallmark, Dan. This is how important <laughs> the project is for me. I got a trial <laughs> of some app that I've never heard of to access uh, mm -hmm. the films that Connor's talking about. Let's one more. I'm this, spitting th out knowing that. This one is uh, called <laughs> Holiday Hotline. This is just like a quick clip from it. Holiday hotline. Let's talk turkey. Love. I have a 20-pound turkey, and it's frozen solid. I can help. You just have to trust me. He's on the line. And really <laughs> love it if you could come over. Holiday hotline. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay. Can so, I just say so one thing? Get it, though, because yeah. they're hot. We, can, can we I say have one? to explain. We have to explain. <laughs> a turkey that booty call? A terrible job. That did a terrible job of explaining why this movie. Wait, is so Mark great. wanted to just say I, well, something I, to get us going here. One thing, it's a cultural thing about ads in general. Whenever they they have, there's all these ads where like someone's at a call center, 
and it's always like a nine and a half out of ten, like answering the phone. It's like I actually worked in a call center one time, and it's like these are law typically lost individuals. They're not the hottest people that you'd see on the street. If, you're a, if you work in a like, call center, that was like Mark, a striking individual. He doesn't that's mean in. it. He doesn't. Well, this is the, again. This is a heightened reality, Mark. All right. This is the place where the call center. That's has just my initial. First You're the outliers. Blush we got a bunch of Mr. Potters and Ebenezer Scrooges here, Connor. Let's get into it. <laughs> Holiday hotline. First of all, first question: Holiday hotlines? Do they exist anymore? Go ahead, Connor. I I mean I hope so. They do. This guy, it really helped this guy. Um, and so <laughs> the, the the guy the guy's the guy's wife is dead. Right. Oof, and so bad break. He wants to. Uh, yeah, Mark. So maybe you should apologize. But um, he he's he's learning to make a, uh, a turkey for his daughter. And so he mm. calls the turkey hotline and falls in love with the woman who's helping him uh, to prepare the turkey. Right. Who, who as Mark so, said, is a, a stone cold fox. Nine and a half. Simultaneously. 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 That's a good way to put it. Also starts falling in love with his new neighbor in the apartment complex Ooh. and confusing he finds out at the very end dan yeah everybody their sisters that it's the same person <laughs> yes amazing it's yes amazing. this one i'm gonna give it a nine based on the log line <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like a... it i like it <laughs> and what did you learn what did you learn from this one connor in terms of um the holiday season and the idea of joy Oh my gosh! I mean, just uh, just everything. Like, 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 love is right around the corner, constantly. And uh, constantly. you know, maybe you're maybe relentlessly. You're just, you're, maybe you're just down on your luck, and then this beautiful chef arrives from England and wants to, uh, you know, fill the void left in your life by a, a dead spouse. And we have a lot of UK listeners. Uh, there's a scene in this where uh, they're at a Christmas. They're at like some type of shop. And um, he says, I'm going to let everybody know who you are. And she's like, I'm British, honey. I don't like to be the center of attention. And I was like, I didn't know that about British people. I guess that was Checks the thing. Out. I that, learned something there. They do celebrate Christmas in, in Europe. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. Mark. Wait, I have a question. Because, like, I like everyone that says, you know. Mark, what was that? <laughs> that was your response there? Well, no. It's like. That's true, but like they, so <laughs> when we act like um, everyone's like, oh, my favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard, which is annoying to me. But like truly, if you looked at Christmas movies, the full span, like Eyes Wide Shut would be mine. It is um, littered with Christmas symbol symbolism and, and Christmas lights actually throughout scenes. That's got an edge factor of, you know, a nine out of 10, right? What would be the edge factor of this mm. um, Hallmark offering that you're, because it sounds spicy. I mean, I, I would honestly give this a 9 out of 10 again because you're in suspense the whole time. And how is he going to find out? Because here's the thing. The woman is British, but she uses an American accent on the turkey hotline. Oh, so he's not able to tell my if they're God. the same person. My and next so how question. Is gonna, how is he going to feel when he finds out? Is he going to feel tricked? Is he going to feel happy? You know, and, and there's this whole drama where she's worried that he's actually in love with the woman on the phone and not her and so but they're the same person so it's and it's why was lot, she hiding you know? her british accent code switching fair question yeah, why was she code switching <laughs> she was uh i think she was just tired of of the grind like she came to america for a fresh start and she wanted to uh she wanted to experience uh the the greatest country on earth unbelievable wow Wow. Christmas is your drug, Connor. And man, 
Are you o- He's OD'ing high. on it? He's high. <laughs> uh, Connor, of course, is a senior writer for Sports Illustrated, but also Connor. Obviously, obviously. Um, <laughs> Wait, what's your sweatshirt say? Uh, it says, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, that's a song. I know that one. All yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Connor, before you go, you are involved with the Greater Newark Holiday Fund. Let's talk about yes. that. So I'm very lucky. Uh, I'm the chairperson for the campaign this year, and the Greater Newark Holiday Fund supports 10 really amazing social service agencies around the state of New Jersey. We deal with homelessness, mental health, food insecurity, um, all sorts of things, you know, full spectrum, trying to help people, especially around the holidays. Budgets for charities get really low, and so we collect funds and we distribute it to uh, needy social service agencies who can then serve their constituencies. So um, there's a link uh, to donate on my Twitter or just check out the Greater Newark Holiday Fund. See for yourself what's going on. Um, I've been posting about it uh, all holiday season. If you have a giving plan at Christmas where you like to, during the holidays, if you like to give to a charity around the holidays, check it out. Um, and I can also like, maybe I'll retweet the show with the, with the link to donate if, if that so moves you. Awesome cause. Be cynical about that, Colleen. No, I'm back in. Go ahead. Now what do you got? I'm in. I, yeah. I'm Mark, in. what do you got? What Stanley no, Kubrick I, film supersedes well, that? He is a wonderful person. <laughs> and I like he changed the way I feel about the holiday season. My heart is warm. You're the best, Connor. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Love you, Connor. Hey, do you have a fearless prediction for the last three weeks of the regular season? Oh, wow. Put them a fearless on the spot. prediction. Or Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that the Rams will go two rounds in the playoffs. Mm. That's my fearless prediction. That is pretty spicy. I like that. You like that? That's pretty great. I like it a lot. Connor, you're the best, buddy. Merry Christmas. Go take another hit of Christmas, buddy. (laughs) All day. (laughs) Great appearance. Maybe the best or holiday special appearance yet. At least I really liked what he was getting out there. Dialed in. Because I'm watching it with the wife on Saturday, and I'm saying this is so ridiculous it's so sweet there it's it's just over the top but he's right that counteracts the jason bateman programming that everyone else is mm-hmm. hardlining into their mm-hmm. system all the yeah. time i'm not gonna lie i so i wasn't happy watching it i'm like this is so dumb this is stupid whatever and then i go into the kitchen to grab something and i'm still watching from the kitchen mm. <laughs> just to see what happens next um all right before we go we have one more bit of business to hit Week 16, let's do a preview speed round. How much time do we put on the clock? I think it was three minutes last week. All right, three minutes, starting with Thursday Night Football, which Colleen, this is a good one, too. You are the anchor, of course, of the coverage for NFL Network. Uh, So why don't you tee us up on this one? Okay, a lot of playoff implications in this one. Saints-Rams, they both have uh, 7-7 records. Rams holding on for the final wild card spot. They are in the seventh seed right now. The Saints, they're trying to win the division. They're tied with the Bucks. Um, they're obviously still in the wild card mix as well. I'm wondering if Chris Olave is going to be available this Sounds week. like it, yes. Derek Carr, he had one of his best games last week against Tommy DeVito and the Giants. He had three touchdowns without Chris Olave and Ryan Ramchek. Um, and their their pass defense was really, really good. Um, Eric's stressing out, wait, waiting to know when to start the Oh, pause. we're doing Just this do a again. Pause. Go. Do a pause. There we go. That okay. was for you, Eric, because I could tell Eric back there was like, oh, 
sweat pouring down. <laughs> One to start it. She doesn't take a breath. It's insane. She's downloading it's info. Wild. She has a I, lot of research here. I'm looking right at it. All right, keep going, Kyle. Yeah. She's actually British, by the did way. Did anyone like prepare for the show I did right here? You Look want to talk this. about Tano Pass and Johan? Three sacks for him against the Giants and Tommy DeVito. Demario Davis got it done. Stellato in a big spot. I got a lot of questions about Stellato. Um, obviously, the Rams, too. They uh, have the pieces to outscore the Saints. Pukunakua has been unbelievable this year, but now everyone is healthy. Stafford, Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams, and Puka with all of them. They're kind of like a little mm. bit of a superpower. So I think they definitely have the pieces to outscore the Saints here. This is Greg. This is a good uh, segue from Connor just now saying they're going to win, what, at least one playoff game. He's he a two round. He said two. Multiple. Multiple. Yeah, you had something about the Rams, didn't you, in, your, yes. in our predictions? Yes. Make it, they have to win this game, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we, because I don't want us to fall into the trap that we've been falling into all season, these 500 teams that get a little hot. But at, at the same time, Greg, this, the Rams have been kind of consistent in a lot of ways, different than these other 500 teams. Yeah. The, the defense isn't going to be great. And so the games are going to be close. They're playing hard. But the offense has been a top 10 offense all year. And now they're healthy and they're leaning towards top five. But to do all this, they have to win this game. The playoff leverage, which is what the the, uh, the analytics guys like to say, is outrageous in this game. The, the Rams are like two-thirds likely to make the playoffs if they win, 7% if they lose. Like the 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 route Whoa. to making the playoffs is pretty low if they don't win this game. To me, it's... It's a beautiful rematch, maybe a revenge game of the of the NFC Championship game, and you think, well, everyone's different. Sean McVay's not different. He's changed his offense three times since then. Dennis Allen's not different. He hasn't really changed his defense at all, and a lot of those same players are there, and I love the, the way Sean McVay has updated it, and I think they're going to be able to run the ball, and they better because I'm going with the family. This is my holiday. Oh, uh, yeah, that's Christmas. right. This is your Christmas. This is my You'll Christmas. You'll be at the well, game with the family, right? Roger Goodell is Father Christmas to me. That is exciting you know? I thought you meant you're picking the family, like the Ramily. You're going with the family. Well, I am picking them, too. That's sure, great. But all right. They better win just to make us happy. All right, the Saturday game, Bengals-Steelers. Uh, I got out of that preview uh, scot-free. I got you on this one. Here we go. Bengals <laughs> at Steelers. Uh, this is a game I, I said in my fearless prediction, I think the Steelers are done winning. I think they're a 7-10 outfit, and there's a lot of drama. Uh, that said, if, Mark, there was a uh, last-ditch effort here from Pittsburgh to kind of pull it together, it would probably be in this spot at home against a division rival, knowing your season in a lot of ways is on the line. If Mike Tomlin doesn't have the team ready to play in this game, they are way worse off than we even realize. So it's the, the Jake Browning magic work without Jamar Chase in Pittsburgh. Mm. I feel like a couple of weeks ago, we'd say the Bengals have this like quarterback problem, but they've got a quarterback solution and it's changed the way we think about Zach Taylor and the entire team. And they're kind of humming. I know you, you know, Jamar Chase, that's an issue health wise, but the Steelers are the team with the quarterback problem. And then like this stuff coming out with like for years, it was like, Oh, no matter what the Steelers like draft and develop wide receivers better than everyone. Then you've got George Pickens, the re- like the replay of him sort of just standing around like I would in the middle of like a break room at work. Um, when someone's trying to forge in for a touchdown, he's doing literally nothing. It's like the Steelers. <laughs> Not the to first me, time we've seen that with, well, wide no, receivers and I think this, like this, this is, yeah. a, this is a weird Steelers team to me where I think the vibe is just very, negative and I kind of want them out of my life and the Bengals to me are like the AFC's Rams where it's like I thought all was lost and here they come and they feel like a team to me because one of my other fearless predictions with and I thought it was playoff bound was that I think they could win two playoff games they to me feel with Jake Browning um, not that different than the Joe Burrow Bengals and I find them watchable I'm a, a historically a Browns fan 
and I feel connected nice to catch. the Bengals, so I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I loved Jake Browning at the I'm end of that game. Historic by the way. <laughs> no, I'm saying like it's like you would like be you would be aligned to think like I yes. want bad things to happen to the Bengals, and I'd feel differently about this team. I, I kind of find them fascinating and watchable. I think Jake Browning is low key funny. Like when he was interviewed afterwards on the mm. field. They asked him just like, I think it was just a good a generic, like, how do you feel right now? Whatever. And he was like, I honestly don't even remember what happened. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's the most relatable quote I've Funny, ever heard from a quarterback. Quarterbacks get tired. I'm sure they do. That's It is a high physical and mental toll. He also had, you know, some spicy, you know, video takes yelling at the camera, the team camera, like, oh, yeah, bet you're not ha- you know, bet you're glad you cut me now, Vikings. And I do worry in terms of them, like making the playoffs or winning playoff games, th- their defense hasn't really looked any better lately in particular. And then they lose DJ Reader. This is a matchup, though, that they lost with Jake Browning just three weeks ago, 16 to 10, sort of since this transformation happened. And when I watch. Like, watch the Steelers' defense. They're so disorganized. They're getting outcoached every week. I mean, Shane Steichen made them look terrible. Their back seven on defense is so bad. Uh, and their offensive line hasn't looked great lately either. So I do think the Bengals can get after them. And they're just slow, the Steelers. Chase Brown, I feel like that's a nice little deep fantasy sleeper for this week. He He's so fast versus this slow-ass defense. I think they get it done. Do we have that Jake Browning sound? I want to hear that. That one felt Ooh. good. Browning looking, scrambling to the right. Browning going downfield. It is caught. The Bengals convert on third down and nine. The snap, the placement, the right-footed kick. It is good. I think right after we made the field goal to win the game, I screamed at a camera and said they never should have cut me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't say that. I love him. Week and then go lose. Uh, so you kind of just you just wait until you win, and then don't look like an idiot. I feel like oh. I need a beer. Oh my god! I love that guy. That is Bengals Twitter uh, from the jungle. The second part of right. my fearless prediction was that Jake Browning would morph into free agency's number one signing. Mm. He will become someone else's starter. Will that be a mistake? We'll see. But that like he will become the off-season story and someone will make them anoint him do you, like the time. number one like highest biggest story free agent signing wow is, is he a free agent yes i looked it up i didn't know that before the show <laughs> well because <laughs> no, no, I, 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 was like, I, I, I was like i can't say that if he's under contract for two years but he's not under contract uh, he is not he is an exclusive rights free agent so he'll be locked up for another couple of years with the Bengals. well we'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> All right, finally, uh, Greg, do you want to? No, that's okay. <laughs> Just wanted like, to I, double check. No, we still, needed that. It's still very possible. We needed that. Uh, that it could happen. I'm just saying they could, could cut him, right? And then well, he's I'm a not free cut agent. Him, like, yeah. he's, I mean, they probably aren't going to cut him. Yeah, that seemed very foolhardy to cut him. He may be better than Joe Burrow. We don't know. Beat him up. That would be a big story too. Well, mm. Greg, uh, the the second Saturday game. I mean, Chargers, Bills. Let's start the clock right away. This is the one. <laughs> we should have spent more time on Rams Saints. That's like the big, that's like an early playoff game. This is mm-hmm. just Saturday night. Sounds like somebody wants to be on the Thursday night show with Mark and I. Right. Come on on, buddy. No, no. I'll be coming Place home. one of us. I'll be stuck in traffic. I, Sorry, honey. I got to go. We're taping the Thursday night show. I hope <laughs> Bills fans show up and, the bus. and make this a, an atmosphere. <laughs> 11 and a half points is how much they're favored by. That doesn't feel like enough, does it? Uh, this run heavy team, and I know you get the like dead coach bounce and everything, but James Cook is now one of the best running backs in the league. 
we sh- I apologize to Sean McDermott for getting on him for changing offensive coordinators because what they've done with Joe Brady has been different. These multiple tight ends, they're kind of using fullbacks, the two running backs at the same time, just varying it up, and they're really good at it and matching that up versus this Chargers defense, who I think maybe will want to account well for themselves after a totally embarrassing Thursday night, and they have extra rest, so maybe they play a little bit better, but... Who are we kidding? Easton Stick versus Sean McDermott, who's been cooking up some great schemes. Uh, and Ed Oliver has been playing really great up front. 11 and a half does not feel like enough. This feels like a, a Saturday night Bills party. Are you getting the umbrella out? No, I don't want to do that. Okay. James, I was going to say it's hyperbole, Greg, about James Cook. But look, at, I mean, week to week, he has been as good as any running back uh-huh. in the league lately. All around. I mean, it, in terms of like yeah. yards over... It, you well, not expected yes. and like the total performance just by the numbers. I think he had the number one, I think it was on football outsiders or Aaron shot where, where they're at was the number one running back performance of the year against well, the I'm drops, the drops too. I mean, you got to sure though. I'll live with a in. drop. If he's running like these crazy against angle the routes, they're happen. having him do like wide receiver. That's routes. The, the touchdown catch. He had like kind of backhanded was a sneaky hard yeah. catch. Yeah. And he, he did drop another piece. touchdown to be fair. That's to be fair. Their offense Big lacked that balance ass. in past years. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> it's a huge add to them. What was that? They're, that offense didn't have like the the running back, and I think Latavius Murray's actually been pretty good too. Like kind of under the radar, just like he's helped in, and like they've got balance on offense where they didn't have a running game before. Do you know that in England, because you would. They celebrate Christmas. Pointed it out that they celebrate Christmas. <laughs> I was suggesting that's probably the fact. Did you? No, it certainly is. Yeah. Uh, we're in a lot of ways descendants of you know England. You know, we didn't we invent broke that away. holiday. True. So um, I will say that they say Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. That's on them. Just throwing it out there. It feels lesser than Mary. I feel like we got the edge on that one. Mary beats Happy. I'm with you. Come at us. Mary, Mary. What's the reasoning? Mary. By the way, the uh, the, char- the Chargers. Tara got married. <laughs> the Chargers have been put their their owner spoke this week and said like everyone's been calling us cheap. We're not going to be cheap. There is no uh, there's no you know boundaries to what we're willing to accomplish. It almost felt like we would go after Bill Bell. I don't know what the point of that was exactly. Because well, they've but been a li- he like, was in, hearing yeah. a lot of chat in every conversation. It's like obviously not the Chargers. Belichick would never go there. They couldn't afford him. They won't deal. It's like. They're probably trying to say, stop the narrative. Like, right. we could bring him here. Also, it would be a good, interesting marriage. You know, there's like 30 teams, 31 teams that basically own their stadium, and there's one that, like, rents it. So That pays $1 for it. I don't It just seemed like in such a weird place as an organization. I don't All right. It's <laughs> <laughs> just kind of sad. I don't know. Um, good app. Hey, Connie, you've hey. said it all. Thank you. Did you, and we talked about uh, you You lost your dog and mm-hmm. you said Christmas was canceled. Yeah. Does Christmas come back. You got a tree up at the house. We, we, got, we don't have any decorations up. I know. I was hoping. I'm trying to get This is actually the that, first part of a Hallmark Christmas movie. You know what? You're right. Because come. I usually yeah. have the house Hot decorated. Amazon truck guy comes. Yeah. That, and, <laughs> and what happens? Well, that complicates <laughs> it. Uh, yes. The dog happens. The previous Christmas, there was the dog bite. Maybe. I know. Maybe a dog is involved. A dog shows up and warms your heart. If you just ruined nice. John's present for Colleen, that's going to be bad, Greg. Maybe I do need to get John a puppy. 
There we go. Or we'll like, or I, you know, I mean, help and we're not something. doing we're not doing gifts either this year. So there's no gifts. There's no decorations. I've sort of opted out of oh Christmas. Um, it's really we dark right tank. now. It's fine. <laughs> not Tank's now, Bridget. Tank's not having now. a great Christmas, probably. Yeah, all dogs do go to heaven. They say. I'm trying to get there. We'll see. I listened to Christmas music for like five minutes yesterday. I so. picked up my beloved captain one year ago uh, this weekend. Oh, so you can, and we have actually have. Um, Great resources that we learned during that process. If yeah. you do want to do that. It's a rescue dog? Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see. Now, that would be, there would be something to that. The Christmas. You assisting. Gang. You assisting. Well, her. that would be a nice kind of part yeah. of the right, memory. Right. Like, how did it happen? <laughs> Who made it happen? I'm like, Tank not important, left, but we'll like, get to that. Right. Like, on the but, wiki page, you know, like, there would be a large section up. about yeah. the yeah. hands. There's a, there's a headshot of me to right. the right, sure. taken earlier no today. No other photo in the wiki page. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe the dog. <laughs> maybe. Dan saved Christmas. Yeah. Like, background. It's the it's name of the Hallmark Dan movie. Dan like, name of the dog, blah, blah, blah. Background. Wait, did I just suggest this whole thing like a minute ago? No. Greg, at this point, you did not. At this point, you did. Photo. You did not, sir. Far right. Indexed right. Just like a quick bio background on our relationship and of the connection the history right this has nothing to do with animals uh-huh. at this point i challenge <laughs> any podcast out there oh, by the way we've been nominated for something called the sports podcast awards over in the uk you can go on their website and vote for us i fa- we found this out really? but i, I challenge this is here. separate to you this did? wait what <laughs> i challenge any other podcast out there to come as strong with their holiday spectacular as yeah, let's get some holiday music podcast, to close dude. things out. Wait, and you, were you in person and you hosted? This it? was during the pandemic, so it was on Zoom. But I hosted them one year. I would love to know how much <laughs> wait, they paid Colleen for that. <laughs> wait, how much do you think it, they paid her? Is it is it grand. in the UK? It seems like it's from the UK. Is a lot that true? of UK, a lot of okay. UK pods, a lot of UK. If we don't win, involved. that would be. Do you think they? Do you think they paid Colleen five grand? Twenty five grand. No way. Ten. Higher. I don't even remember. I'm going to go, go back and look. I'm going to go. Money is to, of no object. No, I just sure. did it because yeah, I wanted to do it. <laughs> 2,500? All right. Uh, sportspodcastgroup.com. Vote for around the NFL over all these other jokers. Um, right. That's it. Everyone says it's like a, an honor to be nominated. No, we're going to go negative. We're running a negative campaign against <laughs> you know, campaign. the other teams. God bless football cannot win. You know guys. who's on that? That guy, Stu Gott's guy is on it. Mm. We have a little score to settle with that guy. Well, let's let them understand. Oh, that's who, we who are. won yeah. the year I was hosting it. Well, isn't that nice? Well, we remember They're what Stu Gotts nice. had to say. Oh yeah, this is a little chance for revenge. Sessie made it. Sessler. I mean, how about that guy? Who is that guy? He's a top ten football insider. That's a chance for revenge. It is. I don't. I don't feel um, like revenge oriented <laughs> against Stu Gotts necessarily. I think it was like kind of a self reminder that. You know, other people in the industry have no idea exists. If you would like peace brokered between the two sides, I will gladly step up. Where's that holiday music? <laughs> Where's Connor? I need some Christmas. But there would be something full circle. I think it would be. It would be just like the dog entering the Gonzo household. You taking out Stugats at the award show. There's a Christmas element to that. You know, gift. I'm looking at these With like nominees. a trank dart? Our, our friend Hannah Wilkes for her huddle also nominated. And I was, that, I was a guest on that. So maybe I, you know. You have two chances to win. Two. <laughs> if you're not going to vote for I mean, it. speaking of wiki pages. It's not off. Greg's already demanded that he has a section of their wiki page. It's not off brand that Greg pulls <laughs> votes away from our actual show because he appeared on a, a rival show. I, 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 up I, the, 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 
prize. Well, Merry Christmas to everybody. We'll be back on Thursday with our Week 16 preview in bulk. Connie, thank you as thank always. Thank you. Great to see you guys. Everybody, happy holidays. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.